Um, so anyway, um, what we're doing in versions tonight, uh, and um, it is a fine question to ask, to say why, you know. Um, it, when we do standing postures, I think it's pretty obvious, you know, um, look at physical point of view and say we're strengthening our legs, stretching the legs, strengthening the uh, ankles, uh, and, you know, uh, strengthening the feet, getting better arches and, and, uh, and reducing the likelihood of uh, leg and knee injuries. And so you can look at it from sort of a psychological or from a chakra point of view too, and you can look at say, you know, we're getting more stability. Uh, getting more grounded and more connected and, and all that kind of stuff. So when you do an inversion, any inversion, I think it's a fair question to ask, well, what the heck does that do? Um, again, from a physical perspective, purely from a physical point of view, uh, there's, there is some benefit to going upside down. Um, primarily that comes in the form, there's a whole bunch of them you can look at, but uh, in your circulatory system, um, your body is mostly right side up. Every now and again, it goes horizontal, uh, but for the most part, it's not. It's right side up. Horizontal? Yeah, it's horizontal when you lay down. Um, and uh, as a result, you have blood that gets pumped from your heart. It gets pumped down to your legs. And then in order for it to get pumped back up, you actually have to pull the blood. So your, your heart has to pump and actually pull the blood up from your legs. So what you get from, a, from that is uh, blood in your legs that's really old, uh, not very oxygenated. Um, and as a result, you have a hard time healing from injuries to your legs. Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed the last time you cut your foot, how long it takes for that cut on your foot to heal. Or from your legs? Yeah, it takes, you can compare that to if you cut your hand, uh, how much faster your hands heal. Yeah, hands, very often, like if you can actually have a fairly decent cut on your hand, and it's like a couple days, really, and you're starting to get mobility back already. Uh, with your foot, that's not the case at all. Mostly that has to do with uh, how much oxygen is in the blood. Uh, and you, in addition to that, you have in the lower limbs, uh, the blood pressure is also really, really high. Uh, so when you have really high blood pressure in your lower limbs, um, you get these uh, varicosities, varicose veins. Have you seen that? Where the veins pop out of the leg. Uh, it actually hurts quite a lot. It, they're, they're, uh, what happens is the, the wall of the vein, because there's so much pressure, it actually weakens the vein wall, and the vein wall goes out that way and sort of gets stretched. And so then the veins throb. Apparently, my dad has them, and he, he tells me it sucks quite a lot. Um, and uh, so, what, you know, typically what you do is you put on, like, compression socks, right? They're these, like, super, super tight-fitting socks that squeeze the veins back in and actually push the blood higher up. Well, I've got a better idea than wearing compression socks. I mean, you just go upside down. All of a sudden now, your feet are up on top of your heart, and so the blood can just drop down. And even better, as you're upside down, you're going to be breathing, I hope. Uh, and so you'll be oxygenating that blood that's coming up from the legs, so that when you flip yourself right side up, right side up again, uh, you're going to be re-oxygenating all the muscles 
uh, all of it. And, you know, so really, really healthy, you know, from a physiological point of view, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, in terms of your digestive system, um, you've seen like an anatomical chart of what your stomach looks like. You know, you've got your, your diaphragm, and then there's like the kidney and uh, the stomach, and those are actually quite small. And then there's the large intestine that comes over the top. And then in the center, the bulk of this is all small intestine. There's a boatload of it. It's, there's so much. Uh, it's, if you open this up, it would just, if there's so much would come out. You know? From here to Moose Jaw? It wouldn't surprise I mean, it's huge. There's a lot of it. Yeah. There's a, it's literally, when I say there's a boatload of it, I mean it. I mean, there's a lot. It's not that much, but there's a lot. I, I bet I, I, yeah, I bet I could stretch it across this room. You know? I'm not going to find out. I'd like to keep it in. <laughs> so, anyway, what happens here is that the small intestine is at the bottom. It's right at the bottom of your body. So you have all of these organs on top, including the large intestine, and this, they're like kind of twisted this way, back and forth. That's how you pack them in so much. They're twisted all over the place inside your gut. Well, gravity is moving this way. It's moving down. Not only is gravity moving down, but you're also um, for 90% of you, uh, you're sitting like this. And so you're actually pushing even more pressure down onto your intestines. Um, if you took a garden hose, right, and you packed it into this tiny little ball, and then you sat on it, and then turned on the water and tried to, you know, water your garden or whatever like that, it would kind of suck. There, there'd, be, there'd be so many little kinks along the way that the water wouldn't go out properly. It would end up being a trickle. Right? So what happens when you flip yourself upside down is you actually untangle some of the intestines. Right? You, give, you give more intestinal space. So rather than being crunched this way, they go, whoop, they open up and they actually fall up uh, towards your diaphragm, uh, which stretches them out. Now, it gets worse than that. Not only is the... We're not talking about water. We're talking about poop, right? Not only is the water moving very slowly through that... Um, through that tangled and twisted mess of garden hose that is your small intestine, but also there's a lot of minerals in the water. There's a lot of shit in there. It's not just water. There's literally a shit, man. There's thick stuff, um, and and it, it gets stuck in those little notches and creases, right? It gets stuck, um, and so uh, in the same way that you can get sort of plaque building up on your arteries, you can get intestinal goo uh, building up in your intestines. Um, I know this. I know this for a fact because I did a cleanse one time in India and you should have seen what was coming out of me. Spectacular. You know? Uh, you know, first there's just your normal pooping that goes on, uh, but once all the normal pooping is done with, um, Man, so many little bits and pieces, so many little chunks of stuff uh, that were just getting flushed out of there. And, and after, after I did that cleanse, I swear, I lost a couple inches off my abdomen. I thought I was getting fat. I thought I had love handles. 
But it wasn't love handles, man. It wasn't fat. It was actually on the inside. It was crap accumulating in my intestines. It was actually pushing the intestines out to the side. It's looking gross. What did you think that? Oh, you don't want to know. It was a really rough day. It was one day, and it was a very, very rough day. We can get into it a little bit later if you're interested in cleanses. Uh, you wouldn't get bonus marks from it. You'd, just, you'd get like some of the worst diarrhea you've ever had in your life. Which, in a way, is kind of a bonus, I suppose. Gives you a good story. Yeah, so now, that, now that, that's the physical side, right? That's the physical side of this. But you know, we've been talking how there's more than just the physical involved in yoga. And, and if, if what you're stuck with is just the physical, then there's other ways to go about doing this stuff. You could you could get like um, one of those inversion tables, slap yourself in, flip yourself upside down. There you go. You're going to get the physical benefits. But we want to go beyond that. So the benefits of mountain pose are giving you grounding and giving you stability. Basically, they're teaching you how to stand on your own two feet, that kind of thing. How, uh, how to get your feet underneath you, right? How to, um, you know, stand strong, take a stand, that kind of thing. Um, now, inversions, when you do a headstand, for example, a headstand is basically mountain pose upside down. It's mountain pose, but you're on your head instead of on your feet. That's what a headstand is. Um, now, you're very accustomed to standing on your feet. That's quite normal. Um, you're not accustomed to standing on your head. That's not normal. In fact, it's quite weird. Uh, because it's weird, even though the alignment is identical, you actually have to relearn how to stand. Right? Because you don't, even, you don't even know. Like, when you were a little kid, like a really little, like a toddler, Every time you stood up, there was a bit of an adventure. You weren't sure whether it was going to work or not. You know, you stand up and your head's like all disproportional to your body. And you're like, you know, ooh, I'm standing. And your parents are all like, ooh, I'm standing. Bang, you fall over and crack your head. And you're like, oh, that's the last time I'm doing that. Fortunately, you have a short memory. Every time, every time you walk, I mean, you don't know if you're going to make it from the couch to the coffee table. You know, it's like everything is really up in the air. Life is truly an adventure at that stage. Well, now, life is no longer an adventure for you. Kind of. There's still some things that are adventurous, right? There's still some places you haven't gone, things you haven't done, things you have experienced, things that will make you go like, ooh, wow, this is kind of exciting, and will make you feel young again. But gradually, believe me, Gradually, over time, all of that gets stripped away. You lose it, right? You just lose it. Life loses its mystery. It loses its excitement. Um, everything is as you thought it was, right? And you start basically getting bitter and cynical, uh, and you're like, yeah, you know, why bother doing that thing? Because I know how that's going to turn out. And someone's like, hey, you should try doing this. And you're like, no, I've seen a hundred people do that. It always ends up like that. I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? And when you wake up in the morning, you have a very clear picture of what's going to happen in that day. At least you think you do. You know? And so anyway, all the, all the mystery goes out of your life. Uh, all of that sort of childlike excitement is gone. Well, what inversions do is actually force you to relearn how to stand. And in the act of relearning how to stand, you actually reconnect to your youth. 
you reconnect to that, that, that place of mystery where you're like, I really don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I really don't know how this is going to pan out. Is this actually safe? You know, it, it puts you into that spot. That's a really good spot to be. That is youth. Right? That, that, is, that is the experience of youth. It's like vulnerability and openness and excitement and like, ooh, kind of like this, like, um, you know, this joy for experiencing life and taking risks. Um, and it's so awesome because you don't have to do anything crazy. I mean, you don't have to, you know, have some kind of intense group sex thing. You don't have to, like, what? what? <laughs> well, no, I mean, after, after a little while, in order to have, like, a rule, kind of a... Because you get used to just the regular stuff. <laughs> no? <laughs> you, yeah, okay, never mind that. You don't have to um, go skydiving. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to go bungee jumping. Um, you know, you don't have to go so far out in order to get that experience of like, woo, kind of like excitement and mystery and danger. Uh, all you have to do, I mean, it's really quite safe. All you have to do is flip yourself upside down where you are right now. So uh, it's really easy to come by. Now, there's something that goes even deeper than that. Um, all of how you sit and how you stand, all of that posture-based stuff, that's all connected to how you feel. It's all connected to how you think. Um, so, you know, we talked about this, the chakras, right? So how you, your, your postural positioning reflects your emotional state in various areas of your body. Now, if you're able to um, break that up, if you're able to stop that, stop always having the same posture and all of a sudden introduce something that's totally brand new, and forces you to relearn how to stand. Um, basically, what that's going to do is open up new possibilities for you, right? Emotionally and physically, it's going to sort of like um, if your body was an etch-a-sketch, inversions are going to shake the hell out of it, right? So if you can, you have like a clean slate to work with. So inversions in yoga are extremely important. They're the thing that is taught the least, I think. And I think it's mostly out of fear. I think the teachers are scared that your, their students are going to get hurt because the risk of injury and inversion is a little bit higher than with standing postures. So they're taught the least, but I think they're actually one of the most important things that you can do. Uh, so I'm not particularly concerned about you getting hurt. Uh, the university has great insurance. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's, uh, let's just get cooking, okay? So rather than talking about it, we should just do it. It's going to work a whole lot better. And then you can see for yourself, based on how you feel at the end of this class, was what I was saying just now, was that totally bogus? Was that, was that all just being pulled out of my arse? Right? Or is there actually something to this? Right? So you'll have an opportunity to check that out. Okay? Sit on your heels toward the back part of your mat. Uh, point your toes back. Have your big toes touching and your knees apart. And stretch your arms out in front. It wasn't that complex. <laughs> <laughs>